Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Bye-bye. Tripping. I'm out of here anyway. Peace out. Top of the hour is being brought to you by DuckDuckGo, Privacy Simplified. The Lawrence Holmes Show is executive produced by Ray Diaz. The King has done a great job since taking over the show. Tomorrow, we will talk with Cody Westerlin, and we will wrap up the Bulls season with him. Josh Nelson will talk White Sox with us as well. Our weekly hit with the Sox machine, guys. So that'll be a lot of fun. I expect that I'll react to the draft and get you ready. Maybe maybe the the Bears do trade Robert Quinn in a two to get into the first round. I don't know. I doubt it. I think they're going to probably stay where they are and draft as many people as possible. Pick as many lottery tickets as you can. Mark Grody is sitting in for Danny Parkins. Matt Spiegel is sitting in for Matt Spiegel. Hello, boys. Lawrence, guess what has arrived in the score studios in downtown chicago sandwiches mm. carson's ribs and get out of here all the sides i have just laid into the ribs i have some gratin mm, potatoes mm, mm. i've got some cornbread there you go i've got some fries here and it's about to go down. And I was telling these guys that you essentially are the reason that this has occurred because I, I was- thought you were. I, I was so confused because I thought this was a please Mark Grody situation well, no, it, it, for it, Mitch Rosen. It, it is. And thanks to Mitch Rosen for being proactive and making this happen and over communicating and keeping the energy high and all the things that Mitch Rosen does. You know what he's doing? He's playing. He's playing the hits. He's That's playing what he's the doing. hits. Mm-hmm. No, I was on Lawrence's show like probably like a month ago now, and I had had a long week. I think maybe it was one of my first overnight weeks or something like that, and I was still doing bear stuff. And Lawrence asked me a great question. That was, now that it's the end of your week, what are you going to go eat tonight? Because you deserve a good meal. And I said, you know what, Lawrence? I got a taste for ribs, and I have never had Carson's ribs. To which Lawrence gave a glowing review of not only the ribs, but all the sides that go with it. So this idea, this concept, this craving was born on the Lawrence Holmes show. And not only that, but also 
the way that they've they've been able to kind of turn into a delivery place for for the pandemic like the the qu- quality of the food did not suffer with the travel it's great i it was a game 2 no game 1 of of the bulls bucks series series i ordered a, a pulled pork sandwich from carson oh Oh, and it was delicious. So you are living the high life, sir. This is fantastic. I am on their website. I'm on their website right now, and Dean Carson has written a little hello there on the website. Third generation Chicagoan, third generation Carson's ribs person. And yeah, there's a big old order curbside uh, up there at the top. So they... They, they they toggled during the pandemic. Well, I'm, in, I'm enjoying it very much. Mm. I, I, I've never had it. Somehow. I, I know it's oh, Chicago's oh. staple. I'm not the only one. No, I'm with you, Gross. Oh. I had oh, never you been. Got, you got to do it. Like, the ribs obviously are great, but occasionally, like, I during the, the, the beginning of the pandemic, like, I might have had a taste for, like, a steak. And one of the things I loved about Carson is that they, they give you a little onion ring on top of your steak. And I had made a mention either on Grubhub or on um, Uber Eats saying, hey, love the onion ring or something like that, and they put three on top of the steak. It, it makes a difference, man. It's like that little cookie on top of, yes. the, sh- of the shake, right? It's like it Dude, makes a difference. It makes a world of difference, and I was just like, look, this is how this is customer service oh, right yeah. here. This is how you treat people when they walk into the dough. And then you got the barbecue sauce and the steak fries. Man, you can't oh, beat it. Steak fries, so good, man. You got me thinking about the uh, the cookie on top of the shake. You got you've been to Margie's Candies yes. over oh, there. Oh yeah, they overserve me every time I go. Oh, the classic ice cream and milkshake place, and they'll give you the little sugar wafer, the yeah. sugar oh, wafer on so there. It makes the difference. It doesn't does. It? The Beatles were there. There, there's, really? a, there's a picture there of the the very young Beatles in Chicago hanging out at Margie's Candies. Nice. Oh, they have shared some of the food on on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Chicago six seventy the score. Oh, that is. So what, what are they? Are they focusing on Grody's plate or on? They my plate? are. They I are put on together Grote's plate. Right, little ensemble of food here. We're we're supposed to not eat too much mm-hmm. food in the studio, right. but we probably will. No, that probably will happen. Not gonna, you know, I think barbecue sauce smeared all over a few microphones <laughs> is, is not really a way that anybody wants to go. So we'll be extremely, extremely careful. Um, Lawrence, it is the day one of the offseason. It is, it is a day to be, you know, somewhat happy and talk about some of the successes of the regular season, but also to fully grasp the enormity of the task at hand because the task is enormous. Going good to great for the Bulls, for an NBA team, God, it's so, so hard. History is littered with really good teams that never got great. So you got to be you got to be a little afraid of the daunting task that's here, but they chose it, didn't they? They chose yes. to be right here in the middle in a in a league full of either tank or contend, they chose to get to the middle. So maybe they have a plan to get over this hump, which has been a conundrum for so many. Watching last night's game speaks, man. I I'm seeing Demar get walled off and get triple teamed. I'm seeing them basically run a box in one versus him defensively, and seeing the Bulls just chuck bricks at the rim was extremely disheartening to sit through like yes demar is out here making the right and smart basketball play and yet 
He's got no teammates that can make shots. One of the exact differences between the Bulls and the Bucks, because Giannis Antetokounmpo, obviously it is more difficult to guard him even if you put two or three guys on him, but most of his outlet passes that he has utilized in the series have been made baskets by whomever he has thrown them to. So, yeah, that's a that's a serious problem when when you don't have that secondary scorer or the the extra guy and that's that's what killed 15 of 52 from 3. They took 52 threes well, last night. And here's the thing, they shot the fewest three-pointers in the entire league all season long did the Bulls, but they made the fourth highest percentage in the regular season. And now here you are in the playoffs just shooting it as a, a, abysmally as they did. They don't just need one. They need two. Yeah. They need two knockdown three-point shooters, you know, three and D guys or, you know, or the backup, ideally a backup point guard who can shoot it, but those are rare and hard to find. They have, uh, as well, of course, as as a big of consequence with some physicality. But I keep thinking bigger because they got a man. It, 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 and they're not afraid, which is good. But if you want to get from good to great, you might have to shuffle some things. I wonder if, yep. if Eversley will think back and talk about what happened in Toronto, you know? Because he and DeMar are there in Toronto. And DeMar are there longer, obviously, but... Five years of getting to the playoffs and never once to the finals for DeMar DeRozan in Toronto. Mm. So there is there's an, uh, an experiential conversation that they can have, that they can draw from. And they didn't get there, obviously, until they flipped DeMar for, uh, for Kawhi Leonard and, and one year. So do the Bulls have to do that at some point? And not necessarily with DeMar, but just with whatever they have, flip and try to get that great player? Because that's usually that's usually how it ends up being done. It's a very difficult task. Yeah, and, and and you're hoping that the great player you already have, and you just need to figure out how to get through to him in Patrick Williams. But as much as I enjoyed his aggression offensively last night, and I know I'm nitpicking because I I asked for him to be an an aggressive scorer yesterday, and I thought that in the first ten minutes of the game he did that. The fact that he wasn't a factor on the boards, and I know that that pop probably has to do with the fact that of how the offense went last night was disappointing. And and there's still these moments where you're like, come on, man, like just hit hit the gas on this thing and let's go. Yeah, it's been a pro- like consistency game to game within the games. And it's funny, like the the whole thing with Patrick Williams is that he he has conceded to other scorers, obviously, you know, with knowing that DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine and Vucevic are your heavies. So was he then conceding to Vucevic last night for the rebounds because Vucevic is always going to be the guy around the rim and he's the guy that's going to get the automatic double-double? There, there is this way that he plays that you have to look at him and shake him and say, go all out, use everything you got because we are going to allow you to do that and you are the future or one of the future pieces of this organization. He's just such a young pup. He's just so raw in terms of 
everything. Just, you know, maturity, um, growth, um, physical confidence, emotional confidence. I mean, he's like a lot of us were at that that age. You know, you don't just you don't just jump forward in terms of development because you're put in a better situation right away. It it, it doesn't happen just because you want it to. So I I don't know what it's going to be for Patrick Williams. And I I just hope it happens here. I hope they figure it out fast. How about this? uh, I I saw this on NBC Sports Chicago. I don't remember who who wrote it. Maybe Casey. The the, the lineup of, at one point in time, of DeMar DeRozan, Patrick Williams, Kobe White, Derek Jones Jr., and Troy Brown Jr., they wrote down the the seldom-seen lineup of (laughs) dot, 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 those guys. The lineup of death. Yes. Yes. I want want the juniors off this roster. (laughs) Yeah. They they can dunk, or at least the Derek Jones of the juniors. I've I've had quite enough yeah. of oh, both man. of those guys. I, I think Derek's all right. Derek's okay to be towards the bottom of a roster. You know, it, it, he he plays bigger than he is. He he hustles. No, he, he tries. He's, no, he doesn't. Yeah, you're just down. Huh? What about your guy Javante Green? I, I see. I, I like the, Javante. I always Green. have a place in my heart for Javante Green. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean on this roster, though, right? That means no, wherever. I'm fine with Javante okay. Green being on this roster. All right. Yeah, I'd rather have Javante Green than Derek Jones Jr. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So whatever. You're done with all juniors. How about Dale Earnhardt Jr.? You're done with him? Top <laughs> five juniors. I, I, I actually, I really like Dale Earnhardt Jr. Oh, okay. He's, the original he's funny. He's, uh, he's, he's a big hip-hop head. He has a really good podcast. Uh, I, I mess with, with Dale Earnhardt Jr. I didn't realize that. The original yep. junior, Ken Griffey Jr., right? In terms of oh, like bringing it had to... Had posters of that guy. How right? about um, maybe Douglas Fairbanks Jr., uh, who won the first Oscar? Uh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I in sports, you know, everybody's um, a about, junior in the last ten years or so. I think that started about ten years ago, where everybody started to link. How about the Brody? Junior. How did you miss Dinosaur Junior? Oh, oh yes, nice. that hey, one on. song. Yeah, uh, yeah, Lou Barlow and Jay Mascus. Let's oh, go, Dinosaur Junior. How about uh, King uh, Richard the Second? Was he a junior? Richard? No, he was the second. second. Oh different. yeah, yeah, Two. no, that's a good call. Car- how about Carl Edwards Junior? Uh, C.J. Sure. Edwards. Or, C.J.'s fine. Yeah. Or Carl's Junior. Car- oh yeah, oh, the monster. Burger. Yes. Talk about yes. onion rings on your burger. The monster burger, like four, like a mm-hmm. pound of meat in between buns. Maybe yeah. they maybe. got the good breakfast too over there at Carl's Jr. Do they really? The Frisco. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like me some uh, some fast food breakfast. Go around, try Let's it see. all. I can put that on in the draft for next Tuesday. Speed. Oh yeah, fast food breakfast. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Oh, oh see, I like that. For your, for your top five Tuesdays, go, baby, yep. go. What about Mark Leiter Jr.? <laughs> last night. Decent you, last night? Yeah, he yeah, was. You, you made it through, kid. We're yeah. going to take you out right now, and we're going to go right to our they top bullpen, reliever. They bullpened a quality start last night. They really did. Night. They really did. I mean, they, they are their bullpen's really good. And I was thinking that this is perfect because they could do the same thing they did last year. Come trade deadline, they could sell all their bullpen pieces again. Uh, sure. Yes. They'll try to do that. And I think they'll try to sell Rafael Ortega, which is why he continues to be in the lineup and hitting leadoff and playing center field. Um, but, you know, he had, he had his moments last night. It's, uh, it's Seiya Suzuki. It's his world, man. And, like, I, have we reached the point already where we're taking him for granted? Dude leads the MLB in on-base percentage and OPS. 
He had he saw thirty six pitches and five plate appearances last night. Now, he's he's so fun, Speed. It's crazy. It's crazy how good he is, how mature he is. He's obviously the best player on the team, but he's like he's like face of the franchise caliber as a ball player, and they believe as a person. It's part of why he's here with all that money and all that, and and they paid the posting fee. Like they they want him to. You know, to be the identity uh, of this team, to be the personality of this team, you could do a hell of a lot worse of anybody in baseball. Watching that guy do anything. Hell, watching him run on the sacrifice fly for me and Hap. Just watching the man sprint. I'm like, yeah. That's, you know a, what, that's what a ball speaks? player is supposed to look like. That, there, there's the word right there. Ball He's player. A bleeping ball player. In, in every sense, man. Watching him do absolutely every skill. It's very fun. Lawrence, I heard you discussing Ian Happ earlier. I think it was today that you yes. mentioned Ian Happ. And I hope that you are right, that we are seeing something real because Ian Happ has always gone. He from the right when he I remember when he when he came up, I was there and he was he started on fire. He looked like a guy that was never gonna go down. We know that he's had these prolonged slumps, but he's been knocking the cover off the ball since essentially the second second half of last year even his outs were loud last year and it's been the same this year and I don't know if I'm ready to say okay we're getting the full Ian Happ because it is so early this is one of those cases where I will the disclaimer is real but the just the, his approach at the plate does look better to me than I've ever seen Ian Happ except for maybe the first few weeks when none of the pitchers knew him he's already a 1.2 B war already there's been three weeks of baseball. It, and it, he's it's already crazy. 1.2 B war. And he's, he's looking strong from both sides of the plate, has revamped the right handed swing, and free agent at the end of next year. So I'm sure they'll be having some conversations, but I would be shocked if he doesn't push it all the way to free agent. Well, one of the fun shocked. questions now is. is which which of the current Cubs will be part of, and I'm already sick of saying this, the next great Cubs team? And Jed Hoyer is the one that, that coined that phrase. Is Ian Happ, because he is one of their own, is he a guy that the that management looks at and says, yeah, that he is part of the next Cubs great team? I put him in there. Um, I guess probably Kyle Hendricks, unless you get some immaculate value for him in a trade piece eventually. I think the idea is that Hendricks and Stroman and Suzuki. Suzuki, of course. Um, that those three guys, and then we'll see what, you know, and then Madrigal and Horner, uh, theoretically. But they're, they're working with Nick Madrigal. They're trying to improve the quality of his contact. Not yet. Yeah. I, saw, I saw this this morning. Would anybody like to guess how many barrels Nick Madrigal has this year? The contact rate remains very, very high. A barrel is when you hit it with the you know sweet the, spot. The sweet spot. Uh, go ahead. Not many. That's my answer. Uh, fewer than that. <laughs> my guess is zero. Zero barrels. Oh, God. I was gonna say yeah. six. not a single barrel yet for Nick Madrigal. So, the- so he, he there's no perfect uh, exit velo plus launch angle for Nick Madrigal. But this is what I was trying to explain to Cubs fans that this is who he is, and the Cubs have more time to develop, to wait on his development than the White Sox do. Yes, yes. That, that the Cubs can look at it and say, okay, maybe at some point he is a doubles guy, like a guy that will hit doubles in the gap. I could see that. Uh, I could see that, that him maybe turning into that. 
but he's a guy that's going to hit you 300 and have an on-base percentage of 310. Well, they are, um, they're trying to turn him into that doubles guy. They're trying to have him be a little more selective. The walk rate is up. For Madrigal, he's taking more pitches than uh, than he has before. So, but they're doing that in hopes that he makes better contact, and that part hasn't really come yet. He's driving the ball into the ground with with in- incredible fervor. This is what he does. <laughs> this is what he does. Yeah, you've always been a li- even when he was with the White Sox, Lawrence. You've always been a little bit of skeptical of Nicky Two Strikes. Nicky Two Strikes. Not a fan. Not a fan. Yeah. Just think. And and it could have worked if he were farther along. Like, let's say it's Nick Madrigal in year five of his professional career. I think that he would have made for a really good piece to the White Sox lineup, depending on how you wanted to do it. Either your one guy or your nine guy with him. But as it stands right now, if you're out here looking to try and win a championship right now, there's not a place for him. And with the other limitations that his game has, we're talking about a one-tool player, a, a guy that has the hit tool, but not a lot else. Yeah, if you're that size and and that light hitting, you've got to be able to to play defense. I mean, I think a lot of us just assumed when he was drafted, considering the stat, okay, this guy's got to be a great defensive player. He's got to be a great base runner, you know, contact guy. But you're right. That's a great way to put it. He, he is absolutely – a, a one-tool hitter or a one-tool player at this point with room to grow, and I guess that's what all the Cubs have. Uh, yeah, they're, they're about to get some focus uh, with the Bulls going away and then the NFL draft coming and going, but we're going to have fun today mixing just absolutely everything. A whole bunch of draft coverage today on The Score presented by Amco Transmissions and Total Car Care. Call 1-800-GO-AMCO for the location nearest you. We'll talk to Marshall Miller for some draft stuff. It's Matt Miller's little brother at uh, about 2.40 today. Well, it is draft day. It sure is. There it is. Cody Westerlin, your guy who you've got tomorrow. We want to ask him specifically about like salary cap stuff and paying Zach. And I need to wrap my head around what it means if they do and if they don't. So we'll talk to Cody at 3.40. 40. Bronson Arroyo, the former big league pitcher and musician, will join us at 4 o'clock. And then at 5 o'clock, our Score Stories segment, uh, Pat Manley. Been a long time oh, since nice. we have spoken to Pat Manley. We will check I mean, in with Pat. I mean, you bus-tossed him earlier this week. So Did I? Yeah. What did I say? I said, well, it was he- last week. Where you, were, you were talking about yeah, left you high and dry yeah. and... That's just the truth. Yeah, well, I I am not afraid to ask those questions, Lawrence, when he comes on. Why did you walk away from Matt Spiegel? What really happened other than your love for football? What was so distasteful distasteful about working with Matt Spiegel that you had to run screaming far away? Right. Yeah. Well, we will find out. And uh, as always, by the way, our 30th anniversary content is brought to you by our friends at EOC Audio. Lawrence, have a great night. We'll talk to you tomorrow, man. All right, boys. I'll see you. Thank you. That is Lawrence Holmes. He's Mark Grody Sports on the Twitters. I am Matt Spiegel, 670 on the Twitters. But you can find us right here live and local on The Score. Tanny's Open kicks us off next on Parkinson Spiegel on The Score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) 
Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.